Hello and good evening, everyone. One second. <clears throat> wow, 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 everybody's showing up. Wow. This is great. There's so many humans. Um, I don't have my ears in yet, so I can't hear anybody. Um, wow. I'm so excited. I'm just going to keep letting humans in. I'm also eating my dinner, so like I'm gonna mute so you don't hear me slurping soup because that's kind of gross. How are we doing, friends? Um, thank you for being here. Thanks for coming. I'm so honestly super glad that you guys decided to spend your Thursday night um, just gonna roll over how tonight's gonna work. Um, we're gonna, <clears throat> we're going to, I'm gonna like brain dump a lot of stuff on you. And then obviously questions, please put them in the chat. If you go down to the very bottom of your screen, there's a button, you click chat. Please put any and all questions over there so that I can make sure to get those, excuse me, answered before, you know, the night's out. We're also gonna take some time to go into breakout rooms and practice a little with each other because I think that there's no better way to jump into this than to just jump into this. So if, uh, you know, if you get assigned to a room, go into that room and just be you, maybe one or two other people, and we'll just be practicing tonight. Because that's this whole thing is I think a lot of times people can read a whole lot about this stuff. People can read, 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 read all they want and not actually practice anything, not actually learn anything. And that's why I think it's so cool that y'all are here tonight to kind of jump into this, uh, to jump into this. So real quick in the chat, like I'd love to hear where you are from in the country and like where you are located or in the world, wherever you are. Um, and uh, if you wouldn't mind in, let's all do this real quick. <clears throat> on your screen, go to edit your name and let's add our pronouns to our names just so we can get that right. And if you don't know how to do that, just put your cursor over where you are, uh, over your face on the screen, click the little three dots to the left and then the drop down menu should say rename. Um, but of course, if you've been on Zoom for any part of the last year, you probably already knew that. Um, cool. So uh, coming in here, this is introduction to tarot, obviously. I'd love to know in the chat on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 being like, this is just a refresher course for me. I feel very good about this stuff. To 1 being, I know absolutely nothing and nowhere. I'm starting from scratch. So say hello on the where you are and your level of comfortability, one being not comfortable, 10 being very comfortable with tarot and whatnot. <clears throat> cool, Kristen. We got someone from Budapest, wow. Okay, hey Seattle. Negative three, I'm at a four, I'm like at a three-ish, cool. New Mexico, none of the things. <clears throat> Los Angeles, tarot experience three. South Australia, it's very, um early there i think there isn't it holy shit could you repeat um, the scale please oh you know what i need to do put my ears on that might be helpful 
now I can hear anyone who says hello. Also, if you ever just want to, like, shout out or talk, just, like, feel free. Like, there's only, like, how many of us here? 23? And also, like, if you need to, like, uh, raise your hand or something, you can use the raise your hand function or just put something in the chat. Um, waiting room, I need to... Oops. Oh, gosh. Admit. That's what I want. Cool, cool, cool. So, <clears throat> I'd actually like to start off before we actually dive into anything tarot-related. I actually want to lead us in a quick meditation to get us grounded in ourselves. Because, honestly, I think one of the... When I think about tarot as a spiritual practice is that, first and foremost, like I got to make sure that the container itself, me, is ready to receive it, ready to get into it, because these cards, like, you know, they offer the wisdom, or, like, you know, the question I have, or if I want to get a clear message, I need to make sure that, like, my receiver, if you will, <clears throat> is, uh, is ready to receive it, you know? So there's no static or any interference in the way, um, which is why I think that meditation along with this can be a really powerful thing, because if I want a clear message to come through, I need to be in a space to receive the message clearly. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead, wherever you are. <clears throat> uh, as long as you're not driving, obviously. I hope none of y'all are driving. Hope you can pay attention. But go ahead and start in, taking a deep breath in through your nose. Exhale it. Notice where your shoulders are. Are they up next to your ears? Can you bring them down? Notice, are you tightening in your torso anywhere? And can you send some breath in there? Let yourself lean back in the chair if you need to or if you want to. And if you haven't already, go ahead and let your eyes close. I'm going to keep my eyes open. So if you're looking at the screen, you're like, why isn't Kevin closing his eyes? It's because I just want to make sure the connection doesn't tune out. Let your breath deepen. Let your body relax. Let the chair or seat come up to meet you and support you and hold you right now. We've all come through a really long day. I'm sure we're all bringing all sorts of different feelings, energies, anxieties even, a lot of questions. And we've come to this time right now to experience peace. So right now, in the middle of your mind's eye, what I want you all to see, I want you to see just a beautiful ball of golden light that's just floating there. Don't try too hard. If you think that you're not good at visualization, just don't try. Let it happen. Imagine that ball of light just... With every inhale and with every exhale, you see it grow. And as it grows, it begins to move towards you, expanding, encasing your body, going past you, including you. And as this light is moving through you slowly, it feels like it's pulling back or at least pushing out all of the tension that you're carrying in your body, all of the worry, all of the things that are trying to keep you everywhere but here. And as you exhale, let that light move through your body. Allowing it to remove all the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. 
And as this light moves past you, I want you to see now that you are in a garden. And in the middle of this garden, there is a temple. And from this temple, there's a river that runs directly to your feet. And from this space, you are learning where you are in the center of your soul. You are in a space where you are completely at ease and at home in yourself. And as you inhale and exhale, we're going to begin to take steps towards this temple, this temple of your soul. So as you breathe in, as you take this first step, allow your body to let loose and turn loose. As you hear my voice and as I count backwards from 10, your body just relaxes even further, going deeper into your soul, deeper into relaxation, deeper into a space of receptivity and understanding. As you take step nine and eight, your muscles continue to relax further. Your heartbeat slows down, your breath deepens as you go deeper. As you take your next inhale, as you take your next step, and you, as you feel and see and hear this step, take it, take step seven as you turn loose even more. As the part of you that is conscious yields to the part of you that is unconscious. As the wisdom that is so quiet within you finally finds voice. As you take step six, go deeper. Go further as you take step five, you turn loose even further, allowing yourself to get even clearer about the scene you see in your mind, about the receptivity that you have, about the openness of this energetic channel that you're finding. You take step four, you take step three, you feel a pull in your body towards this temple space. And as you take step two, one, I want you to just be there inside this space, inside this temple. Take a deep breath in. Feel that sense of relaxation fall over you. Feel that peace. And know that this is something that you created in your own body, in your own soul, in your own heart, and that you always have access to this space. And it's from this space that we can move, from this space where we can use all sorts of incredible tools to deeper, deepen our understanding of both ourselves of our world and one another. So, Spirit, we ask for you to be with us. Holy Mothers, Blessed Fathers, Four Parents, Guardians, Angels, Guides, and Ancestors. Would you be with us and open us up to new ways of being? We thank you for being present. We thank these bodies for giving us this experience. And we count it all as true. Take a quick second to take a snapshot, like a visual, mental, physical snapshot of where you are, the piece that you created, the space that you've entered. And just know that at any point when you feel overwhelmed, you can come back here. Take one more deep breath in. Let the shoulders relax a little further. Let yourself melt just a little further into that seat. And on your next inhale, go ahead and start coming back into the room. Maybe finding a gentle motion in the shoulders. Maybe drawing some circles with your nose. 
maybe squeezing the tops of your thighs. And as you are feeling good and feeling ready, you can go ahead and come back into the space. <clears throat> Excuse me. How do we feel, friends? How was that? Good, good? Use an emoji in the in the chat box to tell me how you're feeling. Um, if you can get to your emojis or just tell me how you're feeling. Anyways, yeah. So, tarot. Who wants it? Who's got it? Who's interested? Who wants to know about it? Um, the way I thought I would approach it is um, starting off just kind of giving, going, you know, just doing a, not a rapid fire, but just like, going through the cards themselves and saying this is what i think about this particular card this is what historically it has meant um these are the different symbols to look for and i think the more that you study tarot what you'll notice is that they're all kind of referencing each other in this really really cool way and the more you study different kinds of religious traditions if you're studying things beyond mere christendom there's a lot of really cool symbolism you'll notice in other decks and in this in the Rider Waite that's like, oh my gosh, you mean there's all this stuff in here? Also, I'm going to put my AirPods in because I don't want to have these big old honking things in my ear. Okay, but it, as I said, if you have questions as we're going along, please uh, put them in the chat box as we're going um <clears throat> sound good so we're gonna do major arcana well let, let me do this like do you want us do you want us to start with the major arcana or do you want us to start with the minor arcana and end with the major arcana what do y'all think put it in the chat box tell me what you're feeling in your heart start with the minor We've got major minor first minor first major minor i'm i'm seeing more minors ah i don't even know the difference great that's where we'll start then. <laughs> okay, so there are two kinds, two kinds, there's a bazillion kinds of cards, but there are base, two basic groups of cards within tarot. There's the major arcana and the minor arcana. Major arcana are things like this, the fool, the magician, all the big ones that you've seen, know, and love from all the imagery that you've seen. And the major arcana, people call them like the spiritual big hitters, the... The way I see it is like these cards are a more about the things happening on the surface, if you will. It's the things not sorry, things that are happening in the spirit, things that are happening like on like the, the larger stage of our life. It's the things that we have a little bit less control over. Um, and are more like, okay, these are the big themes that I want to pay attention to. Minor arcana is everything else, everything that's in a suit, a sword, pentacle, cup or wand <clears throat> and those things have to do with all of the things that we deal with on a daily basis our more day-to-day -day stuff um so we'll go ahead and let's start with the the suits we'll start with it because everyone's were saying minor let's start with the, the uh, we'll start with the swords let me get them in a quick order real quick i got them mostly in order but where's my ace you know what i'm saying there it is. Okay. So they're numbered like suits in a, like a playing card deck. Ace through king. You know. Ace, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Starting with the swords. So again, I will say this. I am not a tarot expert, although I am working on a tarot deck right now. And so I love it. 
and I really think it's gonna be it's gonna it's called the Tarot of the Cosmic Christ. So it's like if your flannel boards from elementary school had an acid trip, that's what we're what I'm working on. Um, <clears throat> so that's what we're working. So swords. Um, they represent the element of the air. They're about our thoughts. They're about the things that we need to say. Um, people, I would like to think of like the sword of truth and how it has, you know, the ability to cut through the bullshit. And then like, you know, if you're like me and you often like think of scripture because you can't not because drama, I don't know. But I love the, the verse that says that the sword of the spirit is strong enough to divide soul and spirit, bone and marrow. So it's like, that's what this is really about. An ace in any suit is always about the hand of God coming in and giving you something new. So aces are one, it's new beginnings. It's, um, so as I'm going this, I'm gonna give you like some key phrases and ideas. So keep that in mind. The numerology of everything also plays a part. So if you know numerology, that helps out a lot too. But think of aces as beginning new thing for an ace. And with this one, it is like, okay, God is handing me a new way of thinking or spirit is handing me a new way of understanding something. So am I willing to hold on to that? Now, uh, I'm struggling with the audio. Is it just my connection? Is anyone else having a struggle with the audio? You know what? Hold on. Uh, I'm not sure why that is. You know what? We're just going to. Check mic one, two. Is it okay now? Okay, cool. Yeah. We're just gonna deal with the big fat headphones, even though I feel like they look clunky. It's fine. Um, before I go any further, I was thinking just now, I was like, oh yeah, reversals are a thing. Well, that kind of doubles the work of everything. Reversals, it depends on who you talk to. Some people don't read any reversals whatsoever. I do read reversals because they make sense to me. Some decks, like depending on the instruction and the person said, oh yeah, this deck is not meant to be read with reversals. So again, listen to the person or listen to whatever you want, because again, magic is what you make it. Um, Ace of Swords, when I think of it, so anytime there's a reverse, I think, all right, it could mean the opposite. It could also mean like a downgraded version of something, or it's just something to pay attention to. So if I'm seeing Ace of Swords inverted, um, or reversed, I would say, okay, this could possibly be God's trying to get my attention. My higher self is trying to show me something and I'm unwilling to see it. Um, am I lacking in inspiration and needing to pour into my mind? You know, do I need to spend time with it? And again, it's all intuitive. I would say like, if you need like quick reference stuff, there are apps for that. Get an app or two. I like, I'll tell, I'll tell you my favorite apps at the end. Um, but that's why I didn't make a PDF or anything like that because apps are so much more helpful and that's what I use. But let's keep going, right? Because I don't want to keep us here all night. Two of swords, featuring a lovely human here. Swords, again, about the thoughts. This person's like, okay, I feel like I have only two choices. I only have two things I can do. It's about feeling bound up between two things. And the invitation of the two of swords is to think about, all right, if I'm feeling bound up in these two things, that means I have a binary way of thinking and there's got to be another creative solution. So the invitation of the Two of Swords is actually to drop this thing. Drop this binary way of thinking, take off your blindfold, and take a look around. There's a creative solution nearby. Um, Three of Swords, trucking along. Three of Swords um, is the heartbreak you saw coming. I hate this card as my least... I don't hate it. 
It's just the one, like, when it comes up, it's like, oh. Also, Caroline had a great suggestion over there in the chat. Labyrinthios is an awesome app. I agree. They have really, really good stuff. Um, Three of Swords is, like, the the heartbreak you see coming. It's like, that's all I know how to do. So, like, anytime you see it, it's like, okay, I need to get real with this. And then if it's reversed, I look at it, it's like, well, maybe it's the heartbreak I see coming, but I don't want to see it. I'm trying to ignore it. So again, that invitation into it. Four of Swords, rest time. Take a nap. Take a nap, bitch. Are you tired? Are you so tired that you dead tired? Look at this. So Four of Swords is like, it literally features uh, this, you know, this scene of somebody resting forever. And that's the thing that we need to like recognize is that like tarot as self-care. So if this card comes up, it's an invitation to slow down because you're exhausting yourself and you need to slow down and see what you need. Your thoughts are probably the thing that are exhausting you the most. So it's like, how do I slow down enough, this brain, these thoughts down enough to be able to rest a little more? Five of swords. This feature is this dude in the foreground and two people in the background looks like they got their ass kicked a little bit. Question, who am I in this scenario? Am I the person who got my ass kicked or am I the person who kind of looks like a creep, if we're being honest? So the way that I've read this before is like five of swords is like an ill-gotten victory or like I got what I wanted. I said the thing, but like I delivered it in such a way that people lost out. It was like a destructive way of moving about it. Or did I get the thing I wanted, but I didn't do it the way that I should have done it. Um, so it's really just it's a heart check question. And then also it's like, you know, if this is not for me or maybe it's another person, it can also describe a situation in which you might have been, you know, swindled or, you know, hurt, or you might be the person in the background who got your feelings hurt or something. So the main thing about this is, is like being careful about the way we say things or thinking about getting things the way, getting things in a way that is just to ourselves. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. Six of swords. Uh, my key phrase for this one is transitions and movements. Like, it's like Six of Swords is like, all right, time to move on to the next thing. And I look at this one, there's person, it's a woman on a boat, and there's somebody else who's paddling. So it's like, I always see this one as like a invitation to trust somebody with helping you in the movement to the next season. It's like, you're not running by yourself. Let people with the resources and means help you because your thoughts are like the thing that are holding you down and are causing you to not be able to move. Let somebody help you with your thoughts and mind. Allow yourself to move through it. Seven of Swords. I love this one. A sneaky little man again. It's like, the question I always ask is, am I getting the hell out of Dodge or am I cutting and running? Because this is the question. Sometimes we can't stay in places that are unsafe for us. And so this one is like, you know, I can't, you know, I gotta take what's mine. I gotta take what thoughts are mine and go where else because like apparently no one else wants to do them. Or it's like, Am I afraid to say what's on my mind? So I'm sneaking away from these people. And again, this is always going to be subjective in the mind and also what you see in everything else. So I'm going to keep trucking. I did not realize, wow, there's a lot to get through. So I'm also, I realize like this is going to take a little bit longer. So I'll, I'll stay on past seven, probably a good while. And if you can't stay, just watch it on playback later. So we're going to get through all of them and we're going to practice together. I swear to God. 
Eight of Swords. Are you bound up in your own thoughts? Are they keeping you up at, like, you know, stuck? Um, the Eight of Swords is like, okay, like, your, your, your mind is your own prison. So what can you do to loosen yourself a little bit? It's recognize that, like, this is, you know, a lot of, again, like, it's the thoughts that cause us to be imprisoned. How can I, like, you know, if this person just scooted a little bit close to one of them swords, she could let herself out. You know what I'm saying? How often can we, like, just lean into something, really get up to something, and just set ourselves free? Rather, we're just like, oh, I'm so cold. Rather than, like, doing something about it. Nine of swords. Again, are your thoughts keeping you up at night? I always see this one, and, like, whenever I, I pull this one for somebody, I said, how's your sleep recently? Has it been horrible? And they're like, yeah, it's been pretty bad. I'm like, yeah, you're, if the things come, I always say, like, if it's keeping you up at night, you better pay attention to it. Because otherwise it's going to fuck you up. So the nine of, the nine of swords is like, pay attention to those thoughts, especially the things coming in, if things are coming in at night. Ten of swords, very gruesome. Like, it's like, all right, you've come to the end of this. This shit has killed you. Obviously, you're, you're done. So... Are you willing to accept that maybe this way of thinking, this way of moving is not helpful, this thought pattern? If it, is it, this is not serving you and you know it. So just accept it. That's really what the 10 is like. Accept that you can't do it the same way anymore. It's the end of it. And that's also like with the 10, it's completion, it's over, it's done. That's another thing too. Watch your numerology. It'll really give you some good stuff. So now we're getting into the court cards. Court cards are the page, knight, queen and king typically some of them um they might have different names across different decks depending on who makes them because some of them they don't have the page but they have the princess they don't have the king they'll have the keeper so again just it's all like the same you know it's all the same but you know the nuance is what makes it beautiful page of swords pages in general represent uh, well, first of all, court cards in general, they represent either you, somebody else, a, a big, like, it's usually, like, something a little bit more physical than just, like, something you're dealing with, quote-unquote. I like to think of them, these are a person or a relationship or a situation. Page of Swords. Pages are always, like, the young bucks. They're ready to get in there. They're excited. They're ready to go out there and just give it their all. And so it's, like, almost just, like, a wide-eyed innocence that come with pages. And so with the Page of Swords, it's, like, be bold in the things you need to communicate and say um without fear of like retribution it's that good old verse in the bible don't let nobody look down on you because you're young but set an example for them that's what the page of swords is all about speak your truth because nothing else truly matters oh excuse me let me take a sip also uh make your own lacroix with real fruit and you'll become truly gay that's how it works you guys uh <laughs> Um, okay. See you later, Misha. Um, announced that correctly. I apologize if I didn't. So pronounce it later for me. Uh, knights. Knights are the ones that are just like, just a little bit older than a page. It's like that young buck, uh, maybe like, think of it like college senior ready to get out there. I'm ready to do my internships in the world. And they're charging in. They're always on a horse for some reason. And so like, the the knight of swords is always like okay i need if i can be excited i can use that passion and fire to push me into something and also am i rushing the the, the question with the knight is always am i rushing in my opinion 
And also, it's like, am I rushing or do I need to ride this wave? Again, context is everything. And Nida, the Knights of the Knights of Sword is like, attitude is very like, I know what I want. I can go get it. I'm not really worried about these things. And if nobody likes what I have to say, well, then fuck them. Um, Queen of Swords. She is the woman of sharp-tongued grace. She doesn't take no bullshit, but she doesn't have, like, she doesn't really bother herself. Like, she's the kind of, like, badass on the internet who, like, might attract a lot of flack, but she doesn't pay attention to the haters at all. So the Queen of Swords asks, asks us, um, am I able to say what I need to say without fear of repercussion? Do I recognize my own authority? Um in this world to be able to say what I want to say and say it and not in a way that tears anybody down, but just like splits the truth from the falsehoods, you know? So she's like, she's not very concerned with anything else besides telling the truth. And so it's like, to many, she feels like a cold bitch, but for those of us who understand that she's just here to speak truth, that's what she really embodies. And so I always think that the call of the queen is just like, or the call of the queen of swords at least is just like, tell the truth to everybody. King of Swords kind of like follows that same route. Um, but it's almost like the King of Swords at their best is a kind of person who when they speak, things happen. When they speak, things move. And so it's not just like in, like where the Queen has like an authority of assurance. The King has uh, authority and like it's almost like this idea of authority and power to affect change. And so with kings and queens too, I often, I mean, any court card, it's like there's a healthy and unhealthy aspect to both sides. So like the queen of swords reverse is like, uh, you might be saying what you need to say, but you're kind of being a bitch about it. Do you recognize that? And is that a defense mechanism? King of, Sword, king of swords is like, are you somebody who should be able to communicate clearly, but you're not? It's like, I, I, when I pull these, I'm just like, parents oftentimes can be like king and queens. It's just like, oh yeah. My dad's totally a king of swords reversed because he can't communicate for shit. So that's the swords. Um, I want to be the queen of swords. When I grow Listen, Becca, you are the queen of swords right now. Uh, okay. That's our swords right now. Questions so far. Are we doing good? Again, if you have questions, put them on the side. We'll make sure to get those answered. Oh yeah. We're going to keep trucking. I'm going to try to go a little faster. Um, Oh, let me tell you what I um, I also had an entire day where like I had back to back meetings. And so I'm not going to lie, slightly not as prepared as I wanted to be for tonight because I'm just now organizing these cards. But that's all right. Um, let's talk about wands. Wands are the suit in the deck that has the things to do with fire, getting shit done, uh, manifesting our magic in the world. Um, and it's a. It's the way that, think of like, you know, like how uh, Gandalf is who I'm thinking of. Gandalf uses his staff to manifest his magic, to shine a light in the darkness, to like, but it was the thing that kept him walking more than anything. And that's really what this deck is about, is about, or excuse me, about what wands are trying to do. Is like, there is a journey that you're being called to go on and it involves you taking the next step. So would you be willing to do that or nah? Bruh, six. Cool. All right. You ready to get into it? I'm ready to get into it. I'm, I lied to you. I'm not ready to get into it. I'm almost ready to get into it. Seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. Now I'm ready. Okay. All right. 
Ace of Wands, boom, baby. Another hand. And who remembers what aces are about? Again, hand of God coming in. So if I'm thinking about the divine trying to hand me something with a wand, I think about like new work, new ways of doing things, like new process, actual like new processes in the ways that I work. Um, and it's also, if I don't see it clearly at hand, it's to, to trust that like, okay, God wants to do this or like spirit wants to bring something new. So how can I be open to that? The two, two of wands, you see this nice, you know, stately human person holding a nice little globe. This, the, the main message of the two is like, you've got the whole world in your hands. There's a lot of opportunity right here. It's good to like get ready to jump out and go. It's a lot of like, can you trust that the thing that God has handed you is actually yours? You know, that's what I think of that one. Three kind of has similar energy. It's kind of the extent that I kind of like an extension of the two, I think. Um, it features this person. If you look down here in the, in the bay, there are ships out there. And like one of the things I read one time was like the, the three of wands features a merchant who's looking over his ships at sea. Um, and so it's like, all right, what if like, you know, I'm looking out over the things that I've prepared for and I can go out on this journey. I'm ready to go. I can do it. Um, so yeah, it's again, it's about it. Like, you know, trusting further that not only has God handed you something, but you've prepared well for this. And this leads nicely into the four of wands. Celebration, celebration. This one's the party card. It's like, come on, y'all get happy. You've accomplished a lot. You're coming together. It's, um, sometimes signals new relationships because it looks like kind of a wedding scene, if you will. But it could also be just two friendships, you know. It just could be people celebrating their life together. We don't know if it's marriage. You know, marriage is dead anyways. Just kidding. That's not true. I love marriage. I'm going to get married eventually, one day. I hope. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> five of Wands. There's fighting. As you can see, these people are getting like a little buck with each other. So it's like, okay, where's the drama? Who are you squabbling with that you need to stop squabbling with? And usually this has because like, it's like, <laughs> nobody knows like who's on whose side out here. Everybody's wearing a different garb. Everyone's wearing a different garment. They're all just squabbling with each other. So usually the five of wands is like, what, are, why are you just, you're being distracted by all, by bullshit that you know is not helpful. You're, you're getting your feelings hurt, which is fine. You just need to know that you're doing it to yourself is usually what five of wands says to me but it speaks mostly about internal conflict or conflict between persons, which is the only kind of conflict one can have is between oneself or with others. Lulz. Six of Wands, coming back to that celebration. How do, I think this is like one of my ideas and mantras is like the way that we get out of shame and the way we get out of a lot of suffering sometimes is to like celebrate in some ways. Celebrate how far you've come. That's really what the message of the Six of Wands is. You see this person coming into town, they on their horse, it's a, a nice little wreath upon their wand. So it's like, yeah, celebrate and celebrate yourself fiercely. Give your, like, obviously we can't have parades for ourselves, but we can do small things every now and then to celebrate ourselves. And again, it kind of, I love the journey of the wands because it shows us like how often in life we can go from everything can be up and down because seven of wands yeah, Seven of Wands brings us back to the conflict. But the thing about the Seven of Wands this time with this conflict is this person is above all of these other wands coming against him. 
So it's like, can you remember that even though there's conflict, you have the upper hand, you've prepared, you've been through this before, and you don't have to get back down on their level. Eight of Wands. Travel and movement and go in places. It's like, all right, are you ready to go somewhere? Because it's time to go. Eight is like the, it's just, it features all these wands that seem like they're flying through the air. And it, like, someone call it the travel card. I call it just like, it might not be travel, but you're going to be moving quickly. Be prepared to do that. If you want to get in on that. Nine of wands features some guy who got beat up. He's having a really hard time. Or they. I don't know how they identify. Um, but the nine of wands, nine always comes before ten. Nine is like speaking about like, can you hold on? to get through to the last part. Can you stay diligent in the craft and the doing? This person's like standing here wondering, when is it gonna be my time? When am I gonna be able to rest a little bit longer? And so the Nine of Wands is asking you to like push a little bit harder. Yes, it feels like grumbly work sometimes, and but it's inviting you into the work a little bit more. Ten of Wands. You carry in the whole thing on your back and you're almost there. That's like the, the message of you. It's two, it's twofold in my opinion. This person looks like they're struggling so hard to carry all these. Yeah, there's um, a couple of different decks that feature like a, like a, a, a archway that someone has to walk through. And it's like, it is easier for the man or for a camel to enter the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Ten of Wands, I think, depending on what the reading says, is like, am I carrying too much? What is the thing I cannot carry through this arch? What's not practical anymore for me to keep doing because I'm straining here? So I always keep like, this one's like, oh yeah, I keep working hard. And I'm just like, nah, this person is struggling. So it's a, again, mindfulness. Page of Wands. Look at this guy. Flaw, like, gay. Look at this outfit. Neon li lizard print. Gay. Anyways. Page of Wands is like that, that like, uh, it's the youthful energy of like, oh my gosh, there's new beginnings, new projects, new practical like partnerships within our work. Um, and again, it's just like, be mindful of where your age is, who you are. The Knight of Wands is, uh, I think this is like definitely big Leo energy. It's like, look what I can do. And sometimes it's like, Rather than rushing in, like, where the Knight of Swords comes in with saying something, Knight of Wands rushes in to do something. They're fixers, right? They want to do the thing. They want to fix it now, now, now. And it's just like, all right, yeah, use that passion. Channel it, though. Channel, channel it into doing something productive rather than spinning your wheels. Queen of Wands and her cute-ass black cat. She's like, again, she keeps, it's like, she keeps the home. You know, she's like, I'm not here, like, I'm unbothered by the world, I'm unbothered by these things, I'm always at a place of chill coolness because I have my shit together. And the King of Wands is the same way. It's like, if these two are like, kind of like, not the task maskers, task masters, but just like, they're like, if you wanna do something, you gotta do something. You know what I'm saying? Becca says, yes, Michelle Obama energy on the Seven of Wands, yes. But it's like, there is a like, do we, like, if you want to do something different, do something different. And these two really have that energy to come with that. King of Wands also features, like, a lot of these lizard and lion prints. Lizards are, like, in understood in this context to be, like, desert creatures or fire creatures. And so it, uh, with this one, it's, like, allow that 
with both of these, it's just like, if you want to do it, do it well. You know, if you really like, if, it, if this is your craft, whatever it is, allow yourself to like go there. Don't settle for just being someone who's mediocre at your thing. Become the king and queen of it. And know that like, you know what you're doing. Both king, both the king and queen of wands are like, I know what I'm doing and I can trust it. Whew, so many words. So many words. Okay. I have to get the next thing around. So, and AOC, queen of swords. Ace of cups, two. Do, 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 do. Three. And also, by the way, if you need to take a restroom break, Please feel free to go do whatever you need to do. Um, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm the winner. There's the page. There's the queen, knight, and the king. Ah, ah. Okay. Ready? Ready to get into it? We're doing a lot of notes tonight. A lot of, like, basic stuff. And I... <laughs> Once we get through all of the meanings and like, you know, the basic meanings of stuff, what we're going to do is we're going to do like a quick little practice read for ourselves. Uh, then we're going to break out into breakout rooms, read for each other, and then come back together and unpack. And then I'll also talk to you about like how I use this as a spiritual practice as well. So this might end up being like an hour and a half. I hope that you don't have to stay for the whole thing, but it'll be here if you want it to. Um, because I'm down. I'm so sorry I didn't realize that this was going to have so much content or that it wasn't going to be as fast. So I'm going to stop apologizing and get through it. Ace of Cups. Ace of Cups again. Ace coming from the beginning. Ooh, come on. Holy Spirit. Dove coming in here. I love the cups. They're probably my favorite suit because cups are always about relationships. They're about the relational and emotional energy that I'm pouring into other people. Brian myself. Someone said communion. Absolutely. This is really, it's like, can I let the divine source, God Almighty, living water baby, can I let that be the thing that God is handing me and that be the cup I drink from? That way, I don't have to worry about filling myself up if I know who my source is. Come on, somebody. Woo. Okay, Ace of Cups. Two of Cups. Look at these two. Again, gay. I think this is a gay meeting. Look at them. Look at what they're wearing. Just kidding. Uh, Two of Cups does speak to cosmic affinity. That's like a phrase I, I learned somewhere, but I really love that. Um, and it really speaks to some, like, you know, there's a person in your life with whom you're connecting deeply with, sometimes romantically, sometimes, you know, platonically. But it's it speaks of, like, that soul bond in some way. And in the middle of it, we've got this lovely staff with two snakes around it. And that's, like, the symbol of medicine, the symbol of healing which is what the staff and two snakes originally meant. Um, it was about healing, which is also why you see that in medical um, symbol symbology. Three of cups. This is another kind of like celebration party card. I also call this one the Trinity card for myself because I use a lot of Christian language, but it's like the way I think about the Trinity. Um, if anybody read Richard Rohr, the idea of perichoresis of like inter inter uh digitating not interdigitating interpenetrating which is not a great reason to use the word penetrate um sorry <laughs> um but they're all kind of dancing together they're all kind of moving together filling one another's cup and kind of just reveling in the fact that they're with one another 
So this card calls you to revel in your union, both with yourself, with your community, uh, and with God. Four is like, all right, again, we kind of go up and down with all of like, the stories of these suits. It's like, okay, well, I was in union, but then the next moment I was not in union, and I just forgot that I was. So the four of, four of Cups is like, this homie has these three things, and he's so dissatisfied, or they're so dissatisfied with it. I mean, you know, it's probably a man. Men are so dissatisfied all the time. No, no offense to my men's in the groups. Um, I'm a man sometimes, so I feel like I can make that joke. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, but this one, like, we have another, like, oh, wait, is that the, the hand of God? Is that the ace of, ace of cups handing me a cup? That's how I see it, and that's how it's, it was taught to me was like, can I turn my eyes to see the thing that I still have? I might feel dissatisfied with these things, but God, oftentimes, life, spirit, is trying to show me another way, show me a different path, show me a different relationship or person to interact with. So if you're dissatisfied with something, take a deep breath, figure out why, and turn to see maybe something else is out there that you're missing and not seeing because you're so preoccupied with the things that you don't want rather than asking for what you do. Sorry. <laughs> I got into that one. The, f the four of yeah, it was the four of coins, I think. Um, I'll show you that in a second. Five of cups. Five of cups is like again, you're dissatisfied. Like uh, it's a sad time. You got some spilt. Like you had some emotional energy that was spilt. Like it usually speaks of like disappointed, but then also, can you remember what you still have? What cups in your life are still full? So it's twofold. Mourn your losses, mourn the things you've lost, and try to remember. It's like the way out of suffering is remembering who you are, where you are, and what you are. The six, we're coming back to love and connection. Six of Cups is like, you see, like, they say in, I was reading in like one of these old ass tarot books, that these are two children giving a, a plant to each other. I'm just like, that's two children? That's a giant baby then. As a giant baby giving something to a very small, tiny thimble of a female person, maybe. So I don't know if it's children or like a garden gnome or whatever, but either way, Six of Cups is about connection. It's about nostalgia. It's about being able to like reconnect with the past in a way that's helpful. Um, you can see in all of these cups, there's like something blossoming and blooming. And when I also look at the Six of Cups, it's like, I want to see the past as it was. I want to be able to look on it with fondness. And if I can't, then I need to address, like, what about that memory is causing me to not flourish, you know? Or another way to look at this one is, am I looking through the past? Am I looking at the past with rose-colored glasses? Again, context. Because, I mean, that's like kind of like the reverse. If, like, I'm, you know, I'm seeing the past, but I'm only seeing the good things about the past. So... Kind of in the same vein as that, Seven of Cups is the distraction card. It features this person and he's looking around at all of these snacks and Medusa heads and all this good shit coming out of this, all these delicious cups. But really it's like, uh, not everything that glitters is gold, baby. Like, are you like, don't be distracted. Focus on the things that are bringing you life, not what's going to be necessarily like the most shiny thing. It's not to say like you should give up on pleasure, but just like know yourself. Eight of Cups is about the journey, about leaving behind. I feel like this is like, <laughs> this is the card I used to pull all the time when I was leaving evangelicalism because it was like, this is, these cups are empty. 
like stop trying to there's nothing there for you so it's time to like allow yourself to move in a new direction so eight of cups really like outlines that get ready to go also clock the staff clock the wand like it's like the person from the beginning who's like setting out on their journey so just you know see where they overlap nine of cups features this dude just put bernie sanders in the middle of that and i would really love that (laughs) but this one is about um kind of like a like having an emotional abundance or a joyful abundance to share with others it's about deep connection you know feasts and uh it's what we're going to be doing um in a vaccinated world this is going to be us just chilling sharing love together and the ten of cups rainbow gay again obviously i'm gonna put we're gonna make a uh, deck that's called, called tarot is gay and it's gonna just gonna be like all the cards but like homoerotic lots of lesbian sapphic imagery you know uh anyways uh the ten of cups is about family home joyous celebration it's about finally coming to like the thing that you've always wanted to and you've always been building for a while um so yeah basic familial joy um page of cups is like you're good at building relationships baby allow yourself to be good at relationships allow yourself to be surprised by them and to fill you up page of cups has a lot of love to give out and also encourages one to say like am i allowing am i giving too much always um knight of cups is like the romantic the kind of guy who comes in, or not the kind of guy, just person in general. Like, you know who the knight is. A knight energy that comes in. They are smooth talking. They got all their stuff. They seem to be really shiny on the outside. And the knight of cups always reminds me is that even though somebody has a lot of energy to pour out, I am still my own knight in shining armor, if you will. So it's like, if you're looking for a knight in shining armor, stop it. Recognize that is you. You're not waiting on anybody but yourself. Queen of Cups, this one is like a big compassion. Like, think of like the most nice mom you've ever met. The one who's just like so sweet, your friend's mom or somebody, or even somebody in your life who's just full of love and kind of invites you into that. That's what she invites you into. It's just a lovely, deep, like loving yourself, allowing. And the reason she knows how to love everybody around her is because she has that deep well of compassion for herself like she like that whole thing that she's holding right here i see that as like i hold my heart in this thing i prize my love for myself so that's what she's inviting us into king of cups again it's like emotional maturity um i was in a car and i was home and i switched to my computer cool i can sign you back in Kristen. no worries um king of cups is like the emotional maturity. It's like being able to like let the emotions come in without them like destroying me completely. Um, so it's uh, it's like and also again like reversals. Like, do you got an emotionally uh, incompetent person in your life? Do you have somebody who is unable to express the things going on in their heart? Sometimes a parent who's not really good at emotions, maybe. You know. All right, we have just. The pinnacles to get through, the majors to get through. We are doing good. This is a lot of information. How are we doing, friends? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay, cool. I'm glad y'all decided to come stick with me. This is also like such a like, like wow. I, 
This is one of those moments where I'm recognizing, like, wow, like, I do know a lot of things. I didn't know that I knew so many things, which is great. Five, six, ten, four. Page. Ace. Give me just a second. Three. Where's that four? I just had it. There we go. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Awesome. Thank you for your patience, Beloved. Shall we? Shall we? All right. Pinnacles as a suit. First of all, are you scared because you see a star? You scared because you see a pinnacle? I know for me, that was the big deal. You can't deal with those cards. I got the devil sign all over them. Pentacles are not a demonic sign. They're a sign of the unity of earth, wind, fire, water, and spirit, and how they all must be in balance. That's the whole sign of the pentacle. Pretty beautiful, huh? Who knew? Um, Ace of Pentacles, again, they're also, Pentacles are about monies. Monies, connections to my environment, connections both, I think, relationally, socially, but a lot of times it has to do with money and sometimes job and where, like, when he's coming from. Ace of Pentacles. God's trying to give you some new stuff, some new money. If you feel like you're not abundant, if you feel like, you know, God's not hanging out for me, it's like, all right, can I ask for what I need? Can I, can I allow a creative solution to come in and give me something new? Two of Wands, Two of Wands, Two of Pentacles. This one is about balance. And by balance, I mean balance. Usually, like, if this person has, like, this eternal thing, it's like, it's kind of like that could the pentacles also relate to physical health or body? Yes. Earth, body, health, things around that. Correct. Um, pentacle, uh, two of pentacles is like, okay, what are the two things that you think that you have to give up or choose between that you actually need to keep in balance? So it's kind of like the opposite of the two of swords in one way. Two of swords is saying, drop it. Two of coins is saying, no, these things are good. You can keep them in balance. How can you do that? Three of Three of pentacles. Who are your collaborators? That's the question here. You've got these people looking around, measuring stuff. And it has to do with like particular, I think it has to do with like the, our heart work. Who is helping me build the cathedral of my soul and the cathedral of their, like how am I partnering with for that? So it's practically look for like, I also like business partners. That's a good card for that. The four of pentacles, which looks like this cute little miserly person, or maybe you saw, um, Bernie in here on some of the means. Four of Pentacles is two questions. One, uh, yeah, we've got our monies, we're saving it. I was like, am I too tight fisted with my money? Or am it's like you know how some persons like they get so worried about their cash monies that they just hold on to it and they don't do anything with it? And it's like then like, you know, suddenly they die and like, oh my god, they had thousands of dollars and you know, it's like you know, it, I, the the mantra that comes to mind for me is like, be generous with what you have, live within your means and be generous with what you have, both with others and yourself. Um, because tight fistedness can lead to being a curmudgeon. And also in a world like this, we need to be more willing to give to one another. And that kind of like speaks to what happens when we don't do that is the next card, five of coins or five of pentacles. It features the scene of two people out in the cold, outside of a stained glass window, presumably outside of a church. This is, you know, the poverty card or the feeling of being uh, separate from community. 
either because of financial reasons or because, you know, you decided to come out or change your mind about something. So the five of pentacles kind of speaks to, am I feeling a poverty within myself because of something I've done or because of a systematic thing? And either way, can I acknowledge it? Because if I can start to acknowledge it, I can start to change it. Because a lot of times, like, you know, we get, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm doing good. It's like, are you? Are you doing good? You don't have to be doing good. The six of the pentacles kind of like is the answer to that. And it answers like, you know, it features this person who's handing out alms to the poor and also is holding a scale in his hands, which is like this is somebody who is very fair. And again, it goes back to that thing of be generous with what I have, live within my means and maybe reverse that, live within my means and be generous with what I have. The question I always have with six of pentacles is which position am I in? Am I in the position of being somebody who is generous or am I in the position of receiving generosity? Because if I can't receive generosity, uh, it's going to, you know, how will I know how to give it? Ooh, come on, somebody. If I can't receive the generosity of others, how can I hope to give it away? <sighs> Seven of Pentacles. Listen, tilling that work is hard work, baby. Doing the chores is hard. Sticking to being diligent with something. It's almost just like, there's the verse, uh, do not grow weary of doing good for in due time we shall reap a harvest if we do not stop. So that's really what this one. Caroline Fly watches. All right. Yes, Caroline just said that bitty choice for, uh, for her too. And that's true. B-I-D-D-Y tarot.com is a great resource for meetings and whatnot. We're gonna keep going. Diligence is the name of the game. You might be like, I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. I feel like I'm repeating the same karma over and over again. The same task going over the same things. And it's like, yeah, because you got to learn how to find the joy in it. It's like, and a lot of times, like with spiritual practice, it's like, I want to remember how to find the joy in this, in this stuff, in creating this kind of stuff for myself. Nine of... Pinnacles, the unbothered rich bitch. Yes, this is the energy we all want in 2021. It's luxury. It's finally like being able to like enjoy the, to enjoy the coins that you've created and that you've cultivated for yourself. So it's allow yourself to luxuriate a little bit. That's what this thing is like. It's nice. It's okay to, to let yourself love it. Ten of Pentacles also kind of speaks to family and home. It speaks more along the lines of like, uh, financial boon in a lot of ways and richness within like material ways and how it's like, okay, is this, again, it depends on the context of what you're reading, but the main meaning is like financial independence, wealth, abundance, abundance, Electra abundance. Who watched Pose? I did. It was great. Okay. Last four. And then we get into the majors and then we get into reading, you know, we're doing it. Um, it says, ooh, did I miss that? I guess I was working everywhere with the deer. I haven't done orange. I'm Terry. Ah, okay. That's really good. I was just reading Shandy's comment. Shandy's? I hope I pronounced that correctly. I apologize if I didn't. Um, working on removing the stigma away from it. And we'll get into this around like the, the spiritual practic practice aspect of it how like like being able to look at something and not be like oh my gosh that person's holding up the devil symbol in the field oh the page of pentacles is actually about 
like it's like oh yeah i almost think of it like oh this is like when god hands me something when the ace hands me something and i'm holding it and like seeing it is very precious like yes god has given me this i can trust it i know what i'm doing the page of pentacles also has the message of i can trust my heart i can trust my body i can trust this incorporated self um you're you're young but you're not dumb that's the thing like you may feel young but you might not be you're just new at it it's different knight of pentacles same kind of deal it's like i want to go in there this one all like this knight in particular seems a lot more grounded than the other ones you know because pentacles have to do with the ground obviously but this one knight of pentacles is like uh they're they're flashy they're usually showing off their material positions they don't rush into anything because they kind of like try to attract people to them and that's kind of what like you can allow yourself to do is like you know you can see it as a good or bad thing depending on like can i attract i know that i can attract people to me and i also know that i'm able to use these means in a way that's productive to get what i want um queen of pentacles she wants you to grow your abundance for yourself. It's like abundance. Abundance is an inside job. Um, I don't remember who said that, but abundance truly is like a, the beginning of a mindset thing. And the queen of pentacles is about that. She's like, listen, I don't need to work for it. I already have it. It's almost just like they're all kind of holding like this thing from the ace already from the hand of God. They know what is theirs could never be lost. And she's very comfortable with that. Um, and so it's like, it's, there's a feeling of like, I I don't know why the word luxury keeps coming up for me, but I think there's a lot of us who need to be okay with like spoiling ourselves a little bit. King of Pentacles definitely knows about that shit. Look how decked out he is. He's like literally blending into the garden. He's got so much shit on. It's amazing. And that's the kind of like feeling uh, this person comes with it's someone who has financial mastery someone who really understands their stuff or learning the call might be to come into financial mastery of your own stuff so that you can do all of these other things not making because like again king and queen kings and queens are very confident <sighs> we made it through the minor icon everyone take a stretch oh my gosh uh okay Major Arcana, you guys are such incredible troopers. Thank you for sticking with me. I swear we're going to get into this. This is where it really gets juicy. Like, this is where, like, I, I get a lot of, like, more reflective. Um, because the Major Arcana is truly the journey that every human is taking. It's the journey from birth to death. It's the Bernie... <laughs> the Bernie. It's the journey from one season to the next, from one job to the next, from one relationship to the next. Um, and it happens over and over and over again. It's about the cycle, the cycles that we go through. And that's what it tells us. Um, and they're broken up into like, kind of like four different lines, if you will. So we'll get through that. The first one, which is like card zero, everyone's familiar with the fool. It's new beginnings. It's um, being excited. It's also kind of like a, it's a, foolish it's a foolishness of just like oh yeah god told me to do this and in some ways like if god really does tell us or direct us to do something can we have the same attitude if we know we're being called to it can i have the same sort of lightheartedness and just say yes to the adventure that's what the fool is about say yes the magician 
So the first kind of set of people we meet is the magician, the high priest, the empress, the emperor, and the hierophant. These are all like actual like persons um, in some way. And I think that they like kind of represent like actual people and archetypes that we meet along the way that kind of help us grow. And they also represent things that we need to all and lessons we need to embody within ourselves in order to continue forward. The magician, one of my favorite cards, the magician's message is that anything is possible, but it also kind of takes a lot uh, some work. You got to work on your craft, you know, whatever it is. Like the magician knows all the secrets of the universe, not because they, you know, were just like gifted with that. They worked at it. You know how like some the most gifted people in the world are people who like you know what is it like ten thousand hours? They spent to put the time in. So the magician is like, don't be afraid of, of the work of self-development or of developing your magic. It can be really fun. And you can do it. Because the only difference between you and the magician is time. High Priestess is the next person we meet. And the High Priestess tells us, like, there's a deep inner wisdom if you will slow the fuck down and listen to it. Stop running away. Get into your practice and get still. That's really what she's, like, asking us to do. She's also sitting between these two pillars that are uh, depicted in the book of Revelation of justice and mercy. So she's not here to condemn us at all. She's here to say, I have an invitation for you. Full of womany mystery. The Empress is the next one. She is Venus. She is abundance. She is um, deep motherly love. She is kind of like the idea of like, there is something that God is birthing through you. Almost like a divine you know, what is it, Immaculate Conception? There's a big, big, big love that you have to ra la lavish on yourself. So that's what she says. Let yourself, let yourself love yourself. The Emperor. Now, the Emperor is a very interesting card because it's like, well, like, think about it this way. Anytime, like, you know, anything can have, like, a distortion. Like, you know, what's the Empress? Like, if she goes too far... And she just like, you know, I was like, I'm going to love you so much. Like a mother who loves you too much is becomes overbearing. It's like there's, you know, anything taken too far out of balance can be that. Same thing with Emperor. The Emperor is like strong, very big masculine energy. I'm going to do the things. I'm the ruler over this thing. And it's like, okay, yes, I am the ruler over my dominion, over my body. And am I trying to just, you know, am I a fair Emperor or am I trying to like, I don't know, curse myself or push myself too hard, too fast. It's like the emperor, like sometimes, and I, the reason I have such a lot to say about this is, this is one of the cards that comes up for me a lot is like, how much control are you trying to keep? Cause sometimes you don't need to rule. Sometimes you just need to be, have the confidence that you, you already have power outside of any sort of kingdom. Come on, somebody. The Hierophant. The next one looks like this popey character, and it's like, oh, that looks triggering, and it's fine. Um, with this card, it's like two, one of two things. One, either like there is a tradition to follow, and, be, and like the reason traditions are traditions or paths are paths is because people found God through there. I'm not saying necessarily like the Pope is that, because the other aspect of this is like sometimes tradition is meant to be broken. So it's really to ask yourself, am I meant or am I called into doing some kind of work on a particular path right now or am i called to look at the tradition the, the path that's not working for me and try to work outside of that so the hierophant is like 
pay attention to what's serving you. Now, that's the first one, the first five. The next one, we have the lovers, the chariot, strength, the hermit, and the wheel of fortune. I kind of, I kind of group them that way because it's like, all right, we have these individuals that I'm meeting, and now it's kind of like, interpersonally, how do I deal with this one? These ones are like, how do I deal with the rest of the world, personally, interpersonally, and whatnot? First one that comes up is the lovers. Look at these naked people. People will be like, oh yeah, that's Adam and Eve. Sure, whatever. Also, just a note, I know the Rider Waite deck is terribly white. Um, and terribly cis. And there's a really, actually, I'll show it to you now. This deck here, Fifth Spirit Tarot, super trans, super queer, super non-binary. It's by Charlie Claire Burgess. Look it up, Fifth Spirit Tarot. Independently, um, uh, oh, fifthspirittarot.com. There you go. Um, but I'm always looking for decks that have more representation. They're super fun. So when I do, when we do a reading in a minute, I'll use those just to show you what I'm talking about. The lovers, lovers card. Usually, honestly, not about somebody else. Usually about your relationship to your own damn self. Like, what it like? How do I? be how do i love myself a little bit more how am i my own how can i be a lover unto myself like there was a conversation one of my friends was having um i'm a non-monogamous person and so we're often talking about primaries and secondaries and all that stuff and someone said one time you know i want to be my own primary i want to be like my own best lover unto myself so that i can give that to everybody else that's what this reminds me of is that first and foremost if i want to be a good lover i must be a good lover unto myself and how can i allow you know, spirit to shine on that so that I can give it away. The chariot is the next one up. Um, you're, this one is like, go into whatever battlefield you need to fight and know that spirit is with you, that you can go in and bust and kick ass. That's the main message of the chariot. Go in, kick ass, have confidence. And you can have confidence because of the one that comes after that, I think. Number eight, the strength card. So beautiful. She's caressing this beautiful lion. And it's like within every single person is also go read. Sorry, this is a side thing. Go read the story of St. Thecla. Um, you can read about this in the Acts of Paul and Thecla. But this card always reminds me of her because like she was a woman who was condemned to die in like the Colosseum. And they sent the lions after her and they just all chilled around her lovingly because she was unafraid of them and it's like inside all of us there's this lion that could easily tear somebody else's face off but what if i just choose to love it a little bit harder a little bit deeper a little bit more how can i bring this lion and bring it as a part of myself strength is not always something that fights or causes others to hurt in fact strength is this kind of thing compassion love giving myself a lot of grace all right. The Hermit. The Hermit is that old dude is Gandalf. Um, no, it's not. Um, but the Hermit is the person who, like, is... It's a card about getting by yourself. It's the it, turning inward. It's the learning, like, okay, I've got all these lessons deep inside of me. How can I find them? And usually the Hermit is saying, like, usually, like, the thing you're looking for is right here if you would stop moving so much and just shine your light look around where you are right now it's right here the wheel of fortune all right we're also we're halfway through the the majors we're doing good 
the wheel of fortune is like all right what's happening life feels like it's turning and changing all around me where am i on the wheel because the wheel of life is always turning it's always a cycle and sometimes the wheel of fortune turns in our favor it's almost like i'm on the upswing coming up and the whole point of like working on our stuff is try to try to escape this karmic cycle right is to notice that i'm on the wheel and so part of noticing that i'm on the wheel is noticing if I am being crushed because of circumstances and just knowing that it's part of like, I can recognize that this is only a season. Wheel of, like fortune will return to me. Love will return to me. It's a reminder that if you're getting crushed, it's not always bad. It's not always going to last. No, if you're being crushed, it's not going to last because nothing lasts forever. Thank God for impermanence, right? All right. 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15 are more of like the kind of taking a step outward. So kind of goes from like a big inner world all the way out. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry that your headphones broke. Um, this is like the third concentric circle. This is more like if it's self and then interpersonal, this is like societal and me. How do I interact this way? Justice. Justice is the card that says what's fair is fair. And... It's truly about like just being able to to see what's going on. It can also be like, you know, noticing like within legal systems, like how is it fair? Like asking the question, is justice being served here? And if it's not being served, what am I going to do about it? What can I do about it? Um, but it's really, really a call to like not just serve what is lawful, but what is right, both within yourself and without yourself, within and outside of yourself. That was a poor way of phrasing that. Um, the 12, the hanged man or the hanged person, whatever you want to call them. They're suspended upside down by their little ankles and they seem to have a lovely little halo going on. It's like, what's going on there, buddy? The hanged person or the hanged man or whoever is not hanged because they are in trouble or they're being punished. They are there because they chose to be. They suspended themselves upside down so that they could get a clearer picture of the world, to see the world from a new perspective. That's what I really get out of this card. And so like, if it's like, all right, the wheel of fortune has delivered me into the space. I'm upside down. It doesn't feel right, but I'm here. And if I'm going to be here, how can I get more comfortable? It's like the practice of how do I suffer well, you know, which goes back to our daily practices, right? Coming up next one, one of my favorite ones, death. <laughs> Death is not as scary. Everyone looks at it and is like, oh my god, it's so creepy. Death is not as scary as you think it is. It's just a part of the cycle, right? Um, and if you look here, we've got somebody under there who's been, it looks like a king who's been trampled underfoot. We have a young child and their mother who seems very afraid. And then we have like this, you know, religious person, maybe a Pope type character, who's kind of greeting death as a friend in some way. So it's like the idea of death like comes for us all. But really, death is really just here to say, this is coming in the middle of the Arcana journey, right? So it's like, yeah, there are some seasons that come to a close. And death is here to say, what do you need to leave behind? Because what's going into the next season, you can't bring it with you. What do you know needs to be laid to rest? Also, clock the sunrise in the background. Impermanence, baby. Resurrection, honey. That's what we're talking about. And then that kind of, it's like the answer to death. Like, you know, what do we do with the, that idea of scariness? Is like temperance, baby. Temperance features the archangel Michael, one foot in the water, one foot on the land to kind of like 
notice like again you gotta have balance in all things pouring cup between it's like can i wait can i be okay with like what's happening and the answer if the answer is yes you get to like you know be okay with like because like what's coming up is like oh yeah we've gone through all these things but also part of all of our cycles is some kind of suffering right because that's life <laughs> um the next ones we have the devil the tower but then the star the moon the sun judgment and the world so these kind of like i feel like go with like the last one we have the devil which comes right after temperance clock these two it's the lovers from the lovers card traditionally understood that way but what's interesting about the devil card the devil is not necessarily like an anthropomorphized demon coming after you it's the devil we all know it's our tendency to do the things we know are not serving us our tendency to do our own destructive things our thought patterns that keep us locked in or imprisoned but the thing about this is that these two humans here the the chains around their neck are not very tight and they could take them off at any time so it's like with the devil it's two one of two things it's like um a am i doing something that i know i ought not to do another way to look at the devil card and the devil archetype is like is there something that i have been called evil that isn't actually evil that i have called is there a part of my desire here that i'm trying to uh express but i have found guilt and shame about because sometimes the devil is just like you know like you need to like you know if you have demonized a part of yourself can you set yourself free from that by not seeing it by a different way uh, also someone says that devil card job of the hut absolutely excess stealing people i mean leia she like you know carrie fisher looked like a goddess but like oh my god yeah, don't call evil an evil good. And also, like, you know, like, uh, what is that verse? Do not call unclean what I have called clean. Anyways, moving along. Number 16, the tower. Another non-favorite. People see it all the time and they freak the fuck out about it. But it's like, um, Game of Thrones, spoilers ahead. Um, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones by now, you probably shouldn't see it because it's very triggering. And I didn't realize how triggering I, it was for me until after I got out of the show. But I still finished it because I am that person. But there's a scene in the very last season where Cersei is in the Red Keep and it's falling apart around her and she doesn't get out. That's the tower card for me. If it's fallen apart, you might just need to let it fall apart. And you might need to just get out of the tower. If something's on fire, what do they say? Don't take anything with you. Take only what's important and go. Um... The star is uh, the next one. So it's kind of like, okay, all the things have fallen. You know, I've let the world fall apart. I've gotten past my guilt. And this is like where like, I feel like it kind of like drifts up into like, okay, this is where like I've gotten, it's like almost like the deconstruction journey. The tower is like the last thing. Everything has finally fallen apart. I've met all the people who introduced me to this thing. It ruined my life a little bit. <laughs> and my beliefs and all that stuff and now i'm coming into a place of reconnecting with it this is where these cards get good the star is about that kind of creative force and energy it's like can i allow myself to just let it flow out of me rather than just constantly seeing myself as uh you know constantly being destroyed you know and also like can i see my, the light in within me that creative light that's dying to show off 
And sometimes the block to that might be the moon, but the moon is the invitation into, what does the moon do? It reflects the light of the sun, right? It reflects the source. And so it's like, okay, I got to get down and dirty. I need to go into my dark night of the soul, perhaps, and really understand what's happening. We see like all these little crustaceans and dogies and whatnot. And that kind of speaks to like, what is the thing that's making me howl right now? What's the thing that's making me howl at the moon that I can really get deeply into? So the moon card is the invitation to the dark night of the soul. Also, fun fact, on a lot of these cards, you'll see these little like uh, leaf looking things. Those are called yodes, which are actually like from, they're like meant to be markers of God. And those, uh, they're what is, uh, it's, a, it's a part of the Hebrew alphabet. And so it's a, it's a Hebrew symbol. Just fun fact. The sun, here comes the sun, do 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 do, and also naked baby, just having a fun time. The sun is joy. It's an invitation back into joy, that childlike joy that you had when you were a baby, just having fun, and enjoying that, and being able to be carefree. Last two, are you ready? Judgment. Judgment is not as scary as everybody thinks. Judgment, everyone's like, oh, like I don't want. It's not so much. Um, judgment about excuse me what is you know guilty versus not guilty it is how the course in miracles talks about judgment is like judging for ourselves what is useful from what is not useful what is true and what is not true and so in this card we have an angel who looks like this calling somebody up from the dead and this is where like you know some of my theories around what happens after we die kind of float in here is that only what is true, only what is divine passes back to that which is divine, right? Only the eternal goes back to the eternal. So what judgment is calling us here to do now is to call forth the eternal now in these bodies, to not wait until trumpets sound to be our truest self. Kind of like death, jump it, you know, judgment comes along as like waking us up out of our sleep before we, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like the final part of like, you know, like when you finally come to a place of peace where it's like, all right, I can shed these old ways. I can shed these old habits. I can come into my true self and then come into the world. The world is the final card. It's the completion. It's also like saying like, oh, yeah, I can return to the beginning. I can start over again. Knowing it's like that verse that says, do not worry about the world for I have overcome the world. And look at this bitch. She's out here with her titties out having a fun time. She's like, I am carefree. I, I've done it. And so the world is always like, can I just rest in the fact that I did it? You know, this is my day seven. This is my Sabbath. This is my chill moment. This is what I need. <sighs> and that, my friend, are all the tarot cards. Whoo! That was a lot, but that was fun. Now, um, before we break out into our little breakout rooms also i'm glad y'all are sticking around again you don't have to stick around any longer than you want to i'm probably going to go to like 7:45 if you want to make this a solid maybe we'll go till eight who knows if there's interest in questions we'll do it um oh okay em i love you um we'll practice together sometime okay um all right so i'm gonna pull out fifth spirit tarot and I'm just going to do like a little three spread reading to show you how I work it. Um, also, I know that I just threw a ton of it. And a lot of this information was like a lot of information. It was a lot of information. 
Chastity, I gotta leave in five minutes. Okay, you know what we're gonna do? Yeah, for those of us who wanna stick around, we'll do this here. We'll just do, for a hangout sometime, tarot practice session. We'll do like a tarot Zoom meeting, we'll come hang out, and we'll do that. But I still like, for those of you who wanna stick around and can stick around, um, we can totally practice now. So this is what I want you to do even for yourself. Um, a lot of people have to go in five. Okay. Um, again, stick around if you want to. For the rest of us, we'll... Um... Cicely Tyson just passed on. Oh, my God! Ugh. Thanks. There's so many, like, deaths. Um, also, did you know that Larry King died recently? No one told me. No one told me. I heard it on a podcast. Anyways, so let's just do a quick, easy three-card spread because that's just, like a really fun way to do it and just do this with yourself so let's think about it let's do like um mind body spirit a lot of times with three card pulls you can do like past present future mind body spirit i like the mind body spirit idea because it's a really easy check-in with myself just to see where i am in this mechanism so before i start with anybody, I do some kind of meditation like I did before at the very top. So we'll forego that at the moment because we're always in spirit. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'll shuffle in whatever way. Like there's no right or wrong way to shuffle. First of all, some people are just like, you got it. No. I like doing the way I do it. Um, and you'll also notice me. I'll knock my deck twice. There is like some old, like depending on who you talk to and like the blogs you read, they say if you knock it, it's knocking the energy out from the last reading. Again, you know, do you. If it feels good to knock, knock. If it doesn't make sense to you, then don't. I do it because I've been doing it for a while, if no other reason. And then what I'll do is I'll split my deck. Let me move this out of the way so we make sure we get the light. Um, I'll split my deck usually three times. And then I'll just pick whichever one feels good. Sometimes if you want to get into it, like some people will put a hand over and just see which one feels like it's pulling them. So I'll pick stack three for this. And you can also pick a stack for yourself. Um, and then I'll just pull some cards. So this will be like mind, body, spirit. All right. So what I'm looking at here, we have the two of cups inverted, the king of swords inverted, and the chariot cherry is coming up a lot for me these days so if this is like mind body spirit this is my this might be how i interpret this for myself we've got here this two of cups two of cups like we said before is the idea of cosmic affinity right so i see this i think all right i in my mind i'm think i actually truly have been thinking a lot about relationships recently i've been thinking about um who's going to be in my life who i want there and i like really have the tendency to like spill over into everybody so you can see like there's these two cups here that are trying to balance each other um and this is actually inverted so it's like am i in my mind being too preoccupied by this partnership that i want that's one way of interpreting it um when in the body section we have king of swords and what i like about this deck is like we've got this person who looks like some kind of non-binary human or even a female person um, possibly indigenous who's just out here getting out there I love this because it's like this is an activist this is what the like the king of swords is really about is like speaking up for justice and so when I see this in this part of the mind it's like yeah your mind is really focused right now on saying the things you need to say on messaging 
and make sure that that's correct, which also for me. And then the chariot reversed over here. The chariot features this dope-ass bull dagger diesel dyke who's ready to go to the roller derby and just kick so much ass. And so this is in the place of spirit and it's reversed. So it can be interpreted as like, in my spirit, in the things that I'm being pulled to, does it feel like I'm being held back? Do I, like, you know, in what ways do I need to encourage myself to embody this? Or it might even be like the chariot saying, do you need to, like, is there a way for you to pull back right now? Do you not need to push yourself so hard or push hard into other places? So the way I look at these three cards together is like, overall, if you can focus, like whenever there's like a reversal, I kind of just tend to focus on that. It's like, okay, that's the thing that needs to shift, right? So it's like, if my mind needs to shift around relationships, then I'll, you know, how can I, how can I do that? How can I return to peace? If this is, if I need to like, if, you know, the chariot is saying, go in and kick ass and I'm getting the reverse, what do I need in spirit? It's probably gentleness for myself. Um, so in your own cards, in your own pulls, um, they're like, when you're pulling, it's like, yeah, I've got like these, these touch points, these ideas, but really what you're, when you're reading a deck, it's just like, try to read it, read it like you would read a book. And, um... One of my friends actually told me, it's like, when you're working on them, like, you know, re like, find a deck that reads, like, your heart language. So for me, like, a lot of, like, when I connect with a deck, it's because it reads, like, English to me. So that's what I would say to, to go look for. So let's do, like, a, yeah, let's do, like, a, a classic, uh, what is it called? Celtic cross. I won't do, like, the four on the side, but that's another good way to do that and I'll use a different deck just to show you the plethora of things let me show you other like images from this deck though this is the strength card from this deck look at that it's so cute and then what is another one the fool now I want to show you like the this is the magician look at that science wonder beauty um, anyways, the, I love this deck. It has a whole bunch of delicious, oh my gosh, the death card, Mother Maiden and Crone, you know, and also a lesbian couple. Come on. My favorite, my favorite deck so far that I've learned. Um, this is my other favorite deck that I've worked with. This is the Neo Tarot. And the Neo Tarot was designed by a Latinx brown person, a Latinx, uh, excuse me, Latinx non-binary person. And... I love the imagery here too. So let's pull these cards as well. So we're going to do just a little Celtic cross action, which like you can find on the internet. Some people will interpret their Celtic crosses differently. This is how I do mine. You don't have to do it the same way. So let me just, um, and Celtic crosses like are also really great general reads. Like if someone or you are like, I don't know what I want to ask, but I want to check in and I want to do more than just three cards, this is a good way to do it. So, knock my deck, cut my deck. I'm going to pick stack two, and then flip it. One, I do two, three, four, and five. And then also, some people have the cross in the middle, you know, to see what's covering it. So, if I'm looking at this at the... Oh, I don't have enough space on this desk to do a full cross. I apologize. So 
Use your imagination, everyone. We have the Three of Swords crossed by the Ten of Cups. The star is in the base. We've got the lovers reversed up top. We have the Five of Pentacles on the outside and the Seven of Swords reversed. Hoo-wee! So again, if I'm reading this for myself, Three of Swords in the middle with the Ten of Cups on top, it's like you've got this heartbreak thing. You're, it's almost just like when I'm seeing these two together, it's like you are so afraid of heartbreak. You're so afraid of heartbreak, and yet you want to be with somebody so badly. That's how I would interpret these things together. And for myself, that's kind of true. I got big vulnerability issues for me. And so that's kind of how these two talk in together. In the Celtic cross that I do, on the bottom and top, I think is like, what's the thing that is either grounding me or tripping me up? And what's the thing that's crowning me or kind of occupying my headspace? So we've got the star below, lover's reverse up top. I like this, this lover's card because that's two people with breasts and one person with a penis and one person with a vagina and black god on top. Of course, God is a black woman. Praise. So when I see the lovers up top reverse, it's like, okay, um, how am I gonna like how am I gonna love myself more? Because right now my thoughts, like I, I'm constantly like, you know, am I loving myself well? That's the same. But the star down here is like keeping me grounded. Like my creative force, the things that are like pouring out of me easily, that's what's keeping me grounded. And then we have past and future five of pentacles is like that card that's like i'm on the outside i feel stuck i don't feel adequate and i feel disconnected which in my past yes that was a big part of how i felt seven of swords reversed in the future it's like okay uh girl you can't leave yet your work's not done that's what i'm picking up from it seven of swords in this one is featuring somebody who's leaving and if i have a reversal here it could mean that there's something here that i still need to work on something i need to look again and not dip out on now all that to say is i'm just pulling this stuff like from my head you know for a fictitious me or a fictitious person and at the same time like as i'm looking at these things i'm like yeah these are all really good reminders so even as you're reading, if you're thinking I'm not giving an accurate reading or I'm not getting an accurate reading for yourself, the question really comes down to is not whether it's accurate. It's like, I am the meaning making creature here, you know, so let me make something meaningful of this. Let me be not afraid to get it wrong because there's nothing technically wrong. It's only just questions that we have, you know? And so what I want us to do in the name of practice, because I believe that practice makes everything, I want us to jump into some practice or some breakout rooms. Um, and there's 19 of us. So let's do, we're going to do seven breakout rooms. Let's do actually break eight breakout rooms. Looking forward to more practice sessions. Okay. If you do need to go, go ahead and hop off the line um, so that we can go ahead and hop into practice rooms. That leaves us with 18, 17, 16. It's okay. I love you. We're dropping down. That's okay. Cool. Is that everybody? All right. We're going to go. Okay. This is a perfect number because we can jump into two participants. I'm going to do five rooms so that one of us is going to have three. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to do just like readings for each other. We'll do 
because I know it's late. Well, it won't do more than 10 minutes, like maybe five minutes a piece, and I won't participate. I'll just like observe whoever I'm in the room with. Um, yeah. And we'll go from there. And you'll get a little 60 second warning when we're coming back. And then I'll just, we'll check in about our experiences. Also, thank you for coming to this and sticking around longer. I love it. So let's go ahead and I'm going to hit stop on the recording and we can come back to that.